0: Listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. And since it's Tuesday, you know we'll be talking about something that's food related, or actually, in today's case, we're talking about fasting and also the pros and the cons of a fasting diet with Joelle Bradford, who is a licensed natu- uh, naturopathic practitioner at Integrated Medicine Institute, IMI Hong Kong. Welcome back on the program, Joelle. It's great to speak to you today. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks, Noreen. How are you? Yes, I'm doing very well. I'm excited to talk about this topic. I was mm-hmm. saying to you off-air that um, I didn't realize this, but um, it's, it's the start of Ramadan, so I, I have a few uh, Muslim friends who are just starting their long monthly fast. So the the timing of this topic is is very timely. And for some of our listeners who want to join us this afternoon on Facebook, they can do so on Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. And you'll be able to hear and watch Joelle there this afternoon. So maybe let's talk about your understanding of a fasting diet. How would you define it?
1: It would be limiting what you consume in one way or another. Very simple, uh, but it can get very complex as to what you're deciding to choose, how long you choose to do it and what you choose to limit.
0: Yes. I've, I've often heard of people referring to it as the extended water diet. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah. Extending, extended water fasting okay, is one of, the, one of the types of fasting, and that's one of the, the major types of
0: fasting. Yeah. yeah. Have you tried fasting before? Uh, what was your experience like? I've done
1: a lot of different types. So the like alternate day fasting, which is fasting every other day. Some people call that intermittent fasting. Um, Time restricted eating, which is limiting the fed times throughout the day, like um, eating between the hours of 10 and 6 and not eating any food in the other times of the day. Um, extended water fast. So sometimes a 24 hour fast, a three day fast. I've done a seven day fast and what? a 14 day. fast. What?
0: <laughs> 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 so talk us through those different So the three days, all you had was water. Um, were there specific times that you could have water? Or was it whenever you felt thirsty, basically?
1: It's mostly whenever you feel thirsty. And it's it's all you have um, some people will choose to do uh, a broth uh, miso soup or some electrolytes, but the general idea is just water. That's it for a period of time,
0: three days, seven days, some people go up to 21 days, um, even longer. Wow, okay, so the longest you've done is 14 days, what was that experience like for you and and what sort of propelled you, what sort of motivated you to to give it a go, 14 days of, of fasting?
1: it's a long time Uh, it was was a great opportunity my husband and son went to visit uh in-laws and so i was alone and i thought since it was a really trendy thing and many of my patients have been talking about it i really wanted to experience it and my goal was just to limit what i eat and drink so a water fast for as long as i could and as soon as i felt the need to resume eating i would and it ended up being as long as they were gone, which is the two weeks. And then I decided I would reintroduce food uh, a day before they came back so I could be back to
0: normal. <laughs> so you look normal. It's like I've been eating the whole time. Um, what was that? Is, is it a mind over matter thing? Because it's a basic human need. You've got urges to, to to drink water and to eat. How do you sort of stay motivated and how do you suppress the temptation of not reaching for a bun mm-hmm. or veggies?
1: Everybody's experience is very different. And I guess that would be my main takeaway from at least the fast that I have done is that every single one has been different. Sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes it's very emotional and sometimes it's so peaceful and such a relief not to be eating and thinking about food, preparing food, doing the dishes, shopping. It's so peaceful and such a break. Um, but ultimately the, Main thing that I've gotten every single time I've done one of these fasts is reestablishing the mind-body connection, which was just incredible to feel after reintroducing food, is to feel what my body really wants to eat versus what my brain thinks it should eat. And it was just such a powerful connection that I could really identify what it was my body was craving. And it was always something really healthy and fresh, and it was really exciting to re-feed the body with food that was going to regenerate all the cells. It was very interesting.
0: And what was it like having your first meal after the long fast? I suppose like what you were saying just now, you know, you know, did you get really excited about the, the food? Were you planning your first meal and taking the time to think which ingredients you were going to slowly reintroduce back to your body? It's...
1: Mentally... A lot of my energy during the fast was thinking about food, <laughs> was <laughs>
0: watching cooking shows, oh. uh, chef shows on Netflix. But while you were fasting, there's no hunger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that torture? But, and, uh, because you're trying to take a break from food? Or did it sort of, was it like um, watching the food shows kind of satisfied the cravings in a way, in a strange way?
1: Yeah, a mental craving, I guess. because Just like the ketogenic diet, the first day or two of a fast, especially an extended water fast, is using up the glucose in the blood and then using up the glycogen in the muscles. And then what happens is around day two, three, is the body enters ketosis. Um, And then once you're in the state of ketosis, there's no hunger, no physical hunger at all. Uh, So it's actually quite uh, satisfying just to to exist without that feeling of hunger. And so the body isn't missing anything. And during that time, beyond that first day of ketosis, the body enters um, a a state called uh, autophagy, which is eating up all the dead cells, the disease cells, cells that might be malfunctioning. Now that you're not eating, digesting, the body transfers all that energy into healing, which is a main reason a lot of people choose to do a fast is to uh, have some form of long-term benefits of healing during the fast we've all heard of things like focus mental energy emotional stability it's really nice but those are quite short-term and only during the fast the long-term benefits are things like physical healing Um, skin disorders, digestive disorders, autoimmune conditions a variety of things that people can get from
0: it. Yeah, I I mean we've had um, uh, Shirley Adrain, who is um, a a cancer survivor and she's battling cancer at at the moment and she was doing she was fasting and then uh, then doing the keto diet afterwards. And she kind of explained it the way you did. She allowed her body to eat away um, some of the bad cells, as, as, as you also just put it just now. Um, when you are fasting, though, for, for such an extended period of time, are there certain limitations? I mean, uh, what was it like on your concentration? What was it like? Could you do normal activities like going to work and uh, physical activities? Or did you sort of feel tired?
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, marketing for extended fasting that you'll feel wonderful. You'll have so much energy. And while that might be true, I believe it goes in up and downs and you can't predict when you're going to be at your peak energy, your peak focus. For example, maybe after about a week, some days, all I wanted to do was sleep and it's not, it's not realistic for most people, especially their first fast, to expect to be uh, 100% going to work, uh, parenting, uh, exercising. Uh, After about three days, uh, one of the risks is, uh, interestingly, head injuries, uh, which is a bit funny, because your blood pressure goes so low that you might be used to just getting up, standing up normally, from sitting down and going out, uh, you know walking around but what happens when you're fasting you stand up and you might fall down so what one of the main things i recommend if somebody's choosing to do a water fast would be to always stand up slowly always be really careful just when you're starting to move to establish that blood pressure so that you don't fall
0: yeah. uh, That's an interesting observation. It's true because then if your blood sugar is low, your blood pressure is low, you're more prone to being uh, dizzy. Um, Joelle, I want to go back to some of the types of uh, fasting. You mentioned just now you can fast intermittently. Is that sort of every every other day or you set a number of hours i mean how what's the minimum um length of time you you have to go in order for it to be called an intermittent fasting like i mean i've not eaten for four hours that's not really fasting is it
1: (laughs) that would be more time restricted eating um (laughs) but alternate day i guess the definition would be a whole day between eating um, and that one often gets confused with the time restricted eating, which is, you know, skipping breakfast and maybe skipping uh, a late dinner and just squishing those fed times in the middle of the day. Yeah. Uh, but the alternate day fasting, AKA the intermittent fasting, would be choosing uh, a 24 hour period. And it, it doesn't have to be consecutive during the week, but often people go every other day at least in terms of when they define that in studies.
0: Yeah. What are some of the claimed benefits that people say that they can achieve if they go on this intermittent fasting?
1: Hmm. For intermittent fasting, because we're not getting the extended water fasting state, we're not going into the ketosis, we're not getting that major cellular regeneration that happens. But the intermittent fasting, the... Main benefit I hear is digestive comfort. So anybody who's having a lot of bloating or digestive symptoms, often that reduces significantly when they're not eating. Just because the body doesn't have to spend that time digesting or reacting to foods that might be a problem. Uh, So things just sort of calm down.
0: And what about the risks or the disadvantages? I mean, you mentioned just now head injuries as one that—that that sounds very serious. What other risks are uh, sort of associated uh, with intermittent fasting? Or
1: Another fasting risk in
0: general?
1: is right. Yeah, the electrolyte imbalances. Again, these are more risks for extended water fasting. But something I always Beyond three days, going into the five day to seven day mark, I highly encourage anyone uh, thinking about doing a fast would would be to be monitored by a healthcare provider. And that's something like getting your uh, electrolytes tested um, and screening for things like kidney disease, liver disease before you begin, just to make sure that you're at your peak health before you undertake that. Or if you have cancer or diabetes or something like that, just have the go ahead from your healthcare provider so that they can monitor you and make sure that you have support uh, through
0: it all. Yeah, I suppose. And then, of course, sorry, right, go on, Jamel. Sorry, go on, Joel.
1: The people that wouldn't want to do it a fast would be just because we haven't studied these populations, uh, of course, would be children, pregnant women, breastfeeding women. Uh, People with eating disorders, of course, Uh, and those would be people that I would suggest not undertake uh, extended water fast.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I suppose it's quite important the type of water you you take in as well, because if you're just taking in water, it's probably not a good idea to drink distilled water where it would flush out the remaining electrolytes in your body. So we should be drinking sort of, you know, mineral water or, or even pinching some sea salt into our water
1: you've touched on something Noreen that is very controversial in the fasting world and that is what kind of water should you drink Um, and so it is a controversial take and there are two camps which would be one says distilled water only and rely on all the minerals that you have in your body to self-regulate and the other camp is saying definitely have mineral water definitely eat salts and electrolytes Um, And so that would be a bit more into the fasting. And it would be educating yourself and making a decision as to which camp you want to follow. And um, ultimately, I would say as long as you're being monitored by a healthcare provider, you'll know if your electrolytes are going too low.
0: Yes. But that's uh <laughs> that's very cool. I had no idea it was so controversial to to drink which type of water um what about other beverages such as perhaps um, coffee because if you're not getting your energy from your food, a lot of the times people rely on say something like coffee can you still drink coffee if you're on a on a fasting diet
1: in terms of an extended water fast, we really don't want to stimulate any of the organs, and the idea is to give the body a And so anything that would stimulate the taste buds uh, like sugar or stevia, anything that would stimulate the liver like coffee is probably best to be avoided. But again, if you're avoiding coffee and you're really addicted to coffee, then you might run into the headaches, the withdrawal symptoms. And is that a bad thing to withdraw from the coffee? Not necessarily, but you might have the withdrawal symptoms. Versus when you're doing a time-restricted eating or the alternate day fasting, we're not going into that ketosis state. And so stimulating the digestive system isn't the biggest problem. And it might just be from limiting the carbohydrate content, uh, limiting that time window, the glucose, which coffee doesn't do. And doing something like broth or electrolytes, teas,
0: that can help um, as well. Um, what about, um, what's the longest period of time that, you, you know, you've spoken to clients before, Joelle. What's the longest uh, diet that, um, that they've ever done, uh, fasting diet that they've ever done? Sorry, Joe, I think we, we dropped out there. Uh, what's the longest period of time um, that, uh, that that your clients have ever done? I mean, fourteen days was for you, but what's the longest period of fasting that you've ever come across?
1: In terms of somebody I've met, would be three weeks. That was the longest time. Wow. Uh, That's yeah. a long And of he lost power. a significant amount of weight. And yeah, yeah. And the one thing, another. To remember is the refeeding process so that's something really important almost as important as the limitation of food is what how much and what food are you introducing once you start eating again so small portions is absolutely key for example when I did the 14-day fast it was nearly impossible to drink more than you know half a cup because your of, stomach I, shrunk anyway exactly Yeah, and that's something some people will just eat a giant meal and there is some danger called refeeding syndrome is just the body reacts so strongly to uh, the starting up of the digestive enzymes. So it's encouraged to start very slow, sometimes with liquids first and then go into fruits and vegetables next and then harder to digest foods over time the longer you fast, the longer that refeeding process should
0: be. Yeah. You mentioned just now a really excellent point is that, you know, the the person you knew lost a lot of weight, a significant amount of weight after three weeks. I mean, what was that weight loss? Mm -hmm. How would you sort of categorize it? Was it uh, water weight? Was it water loss or was it fat loss? Um, What was that? Yeah. What's your assessment?
1: The first two to three days would be a lot of water weight Uh, and until you reach the state of ketosis at which point the water weight stabilizes and then it is fat Uh, every single day uh, maybe especially for some people who might be a bit more obese they can expect to lose about a pound even a kilo per day initially however then it's sort of that typically comes back and so I never encourage anybody, any patients to go for a fasting type diet to do the extended water fasting to lose weight simply because it often the urge to refeed is so strong that typically people gain back any weight that they've lost.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, I, I have some colleagues here who uh, have tried uh, the intermittent fasting and it worked wonders uh, of. For- them um, but they only have one meal a day and then they don't restrict whatever they're eating because they feel like oh I've already fasted for the whole 16 hours or whatever so I'll just eat whatever I like and, and they still have really good results but it's interesting that you pointed out the refeeding process because so it's kind of like a diet upon a diet so people coming out of this fasting diet they may enter another diet say the 5-2 diet or the keto diet because they, don't, they want to restrict their carbohydrate intake
1: It's really easy if you're wanting to do the ketogenic diet. Oftentimes when I've chosen to do a little bit of a ketogenic diet, I'll start off with a one to three day fast just to get into it because then you bypass the ketogenic flu. Uh, So it's just a really easy shortcut to get into the ketogenic state and then stay there. Uh, So that's easy. Um, But then any other diet that anybody might choose to do following a fast is just really nice because you have that reestablished mind-body connection, that reset. And after you finish that fast, instead of killing off all the dead and diseased cells, the body is regenerating. And that's the time that all the food you eat is going to making new cells. And so what you choose to eat post-fast is really feeding every single organ, every single part of your body.
0: So, so it's best not it to have sense. junk food straight after that fast because you're feeding junk straight into your system. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Food for thought indeed. Or, well, lack of food for thought if you're doing the fasting <laughs> diet. Um, Joel, again, it's so wonderful to, to speak to you again. How can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Um, have you got a website or social media that we can follow you on?
1: Yeah. So our website is at imi.com.hk. And then you can also follow us
0: on LinkedIn, on Facebook and on Instagram. Great. Well, once again, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And we're speaking to Joelle Bradford, a licensed naturopathic practitioner at IMI Hong Kong. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you so much for having me on, Marie.